Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, welcome to episode 117 of the Property Magicians Podcast. Today, our guest is Tony Mashaba, and she is incredible. I'm super excited to have her on the show. She's from the same town that I grew up in, in Whitbank, um, South Africa, right? So we had a lot to talk about before the show. I cannot wait for you guys to dig into this episode. So just a little bit about the episode before I introduce myself. What you can expect is Tolly tells us about her own personal journey to becoming a property investor, how she started off by um, how they first got a property from her father-in-law and how they then got into property investing by converting that property into a multi-let and then use and then um, moving into the suburbs and then from there just getting all these really incredible opportunities at the moment they also are in the process of building uh five two bedroom units and they're also doing 20 apartment buildings so this is such an incredible episode you guys are going to learn a lot right so Ah, let me introduce myself. If you've just joined, my name is Vangile Makwakwa. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. And I am also the founder of Wealthy Money. So you can find me and you can search for Wealthy Money on Facebook or you can find me under Vangile Makokwa on Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. I am also the co-founder of the Property Magicians, um, <laughs> the Property Magicians Stockfile. I always said Property Magicians Podcast, which I am the co-founder of, right? But I'm also the co-founder of the Property Magicians Stockfile. Usually, I have my co-host, Dr. Miranda, who is with me, but for today's episode, I am flying solo, and I'm going to be interviewing the guest on my own. But before we move on to the episode, I want to remind you guys that the episode and Property Magicians podcast is sponsored by the Property Magicians Stockfile. So we have a mission with the Stockfile to um uh, uh, to own 250 million rands worth of income generating assets that's 17 million us dollars worth of income generating assets by 2025 so so far we've raised over 2.6 million rand actually ally it's now about 3 million rand in the um, stock file since we launched it in August 2021. And we are also like something that I share in this uh, podcast later is that we are also being used as a PhD thesis around collective wealth building. So this is quite exciting about the stock file, right? If you are excited and you would love to join us on this journey of creating wealth and 
building wealth for ge building generational wealth then you can go to the stock file you can join the stock file by going on iStore Google Play or um, petal search if you're with Huawei and download the Stockfella app and Stockfella is um, spelled S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A again S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A and go search for property magicians under groups so search for property magician Stockfella and join us if you are based in um, if you are not based in South Africa Swaziland Namibia or Lesotho, it will be hard for you to join using the Stockfella app. So we recommend that you go to wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell. Stockfell in this case is spelled S-T-O-K-V-E-L. Again, S-T-O-K-V-E-L. And it will tell you how you can join the The web page will uh, guide you as to how you can join the stock file if you are not based in any of these four countries. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get started with Koli. I can't wait for you guys to hear her story. It's really incredible. And I think you're going to enjoy this episode. There's a lot of just laughter and talking about what makes the location so attractive as an investment venue and um, looking at uh, the development strategy like how do you get started as a developer so without further ado i give you Koli. welcome to the show Koli. so nice to have you thank you nice to be here too thanks for inviting me Oh, thank you for saying yes. So, guys, we've just had a little offline chat, and Polly and I um, live in the same hood <laughs> with Bank. <laughs> well, lived because I'm not there and she no longer lives there, but she knows where my dad's pharmacy is. It's awesome. So, I'm so excited to have you. Extra excited. I'm so excited as well. I was so nervous at first. I was so nervous. I was like, I can't do this. I can't speak in public. I can't even speak at the camera. So, and but now I'm fine. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, we really pride ourselves on making everyone that comes on the show feel very comfortable and building relationships with people on the show. So this is always such a beautiful experience to have someone here. Um, so tell us, what do you do? And you're going to have to explain what you do. <laughs> what is that? Like a few, like a few months ago. <laughs> tell us what you do, <laughs> please. Okay. I'm an underground electrician by profession. Uh, mm. I work at a mine. I work underground as an electrician. I fix underground machines, coal cutting machines. The conveyor belts and all the machines that I use to process the coal from underground to surface. I work with it. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. What I do know about that, about that industry is that there aren't a lot of women in it. So how is it working there? Actually, there is plenty now. Yeah, there's lots of women now, like not uh, really in my position, but like uh, there's lots of women underground doing other jobs as well. 
So uh, electrical field, there is a lot. But, you know, we've got your boiler making, your fitting. So that's where there's few women because it's too physical. So electrical is not too physical. So that's why we're mini. Mm, that's what my cousin studied, actually. She's a boiler maker, but she ended up in plumbing because of her asthma being underground. She just couldn't um, do it. So, yeah, but... Oh, no, she's a plumber. And I keep telling her, you know, abroad, in various countries in the world, like plumbers are really in short supply. <laughs> yeah, you need to give me your cousin's number. Honestly, and she's also based in Whitbank. Oh, okay. And she's other municipalities. So, yeah. hello. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, she really is one of my favorite people. She is yeah. just such a cool person. Yeah, I also need to stop working underground because, like, I've been stopped recently because my chest, the breathing, mm-hmm. the asthma, it's not. So now I'm in a process of living underground. Ah, wow. I totally understand. So, Polly, yeah. we also love to ask on this show for people to tell us who you are as a human. How do you define yourself as a soul, which is separate from what you do? Can you tell us a little about that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm born in Bushbuck Ridge, but uh, born and raised in Bushbuck Ridge. But I came to, 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 to Whitbank after college. I'm married and I have three children. Two boys and one girl. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, uh, Tony, tell us how did you get into real estate? When you bought your first property, was it to live or was it so you could, um, or were you already thinking real estate investment then? So, when you bought your first property, tell us about that. What was your thinking? I wasn't even thinking real estate. I was in into that business. We, my husband had uh, resigned from the company we used to work together at, and then he had to go to South 32. So it's based in Pola, which is close to Whitbank. So we had to move from Bank Colliery to Whitbank so that it can be closer to work. So mm-hmm. that's when we bought our first house from my father-in-law. <laughs> Tell us about that. That's awesome. So did you guys do a bank? Did you do a mortgage or did you do a cash sale? How did that go? It was a cash sale. He Uh, was building this property for rental. It was a two-bedroom house. So when we went to him for a place to stay in Red Bank, and then he was like, okay, it's fine. You can rent the house but he was still building. It was not finished. And then a day later, he came to us and like, and then he said, no, I can't let you guys rent. I'm old. So I would rather sell you the house. How much do you have? Yeah, Mm -hmm. from the money that you have, I will sell you the house and then the rest we will use for registrations. And then he took 150,000. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he took 150000 and then the rest we used for registrations. And that's how we acquired our first property. 
and that was in 2008. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Mm. You guys have a lovely father-in-law, hey? Yeah. I mean, father-in-law, your husband has an amazing father. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. He is. So he literally gave us the house. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And so how did you guys go from, or oh, you in particular, how did you go, what was your journey like as you're living in this house? How do you then have this, idea that okay uh let me do something in real estate how does walk us through the journey what was that like for you emotionally how did your thinking process evolve um actually i didn't like the location much mm-hmm. we were staying at ekasi and the life of ekasi i wasn't used to it i'm from the village the rural yeah. area it's not there's not too much havoc so the location it's too much going on there so i was scared <laughs> of the location <laughs> so i had to convince I my husband in the village the location and the suburbs simultaneously <laughs> going up. the guys were laughing because i clearly couldn't believe that i know the location in Whitbank so well she was like i always thought that you were suburbs and i'm like no I, I know the drama, like I know the people there. Like when I'm there, I am really there. <laughs> yeah, so I had to convince my husband like that, okay, let's build rooms here and then rent the house out and then buy a house in the suburbs. So wow, so you guys built back rooms? Yes. How many back rooms did you build? And Linville is such a perfect place to build back yeah, rooms. It's a perfect oh, place. We're all looking for rooms. Yes, we built six back rooms and then we converted oh. the house into four bedrooms. So it's 10 all in all. No and way. And how much did you guys rent each room out for? We rented the room out for 1.5 each. No, no, come again. Because <laughs> is Gakuka, which is guys, it's the right next door neighborhood. Yes. And she's renting out the rooms for a thousand rand each. No, no, no. We're no, undercharging. That was a 1.5 each. And then now we are upgrading. We're building like we were in a process of building flats, ne? The the, the bachelor yeah. flats. It's gonna be 2.5 each. Where Elotin? Yes, Elinville. <laughs> ah, guys, no. Like, I feel like my life, so my life is is really in question right now. Like, you must come back, serious. You must come back to it. Thank you. Must come back. Let's do this. <laughs> the money is here. <laughs> because I've been telling my family this. So actually, I've now, um, I've actually just signed documents to buy uh, land in um, Cape Town. So I'm actually just waiting for everything to be finalized. But I'm going to be the owner of uh, land in Delft in Cape Town. So I'm going to be developing a 10 bachelor units out there. Funny because like one of our podcast guests um, is actually um, helping me and working with me. So she's going to help me with everything. I met all the people. So everything's getting done as I'm in Mexico. Wow. <laughs> so 
yeah, that's a story for another day. If I can pull up an entire development when I'm not there. Guys, like I'm going to have a story to tell. Like I'm so nervous, but yeah. But you built, walk us through the process. Like I'm still stuck at 1.5. My aunt took five years to get to like a thousand. I think it's maybe 1.1 a bathroom right now. Like we, I was like we like everyone has their own shower and the little oh. kitchen. So yeah, it's not like a studio. The studio apart- apartment is in the house. Now oh. we are going to demolish that studio apartment into this one bedroom flat. Okay, what was the process like when you guys decided your father-in-law was already building the property? Right. So did you get a builder? Did you know anything? So this is so critical, right? Because so many people listening to this show desire this, right? And we all understand back rooms, right? Like I want to say, I would say almost all of us because this is what we grew up with, right? Um, So how did you go about finding a builder, uh, getting municipal approval. What was that process like? Did you have any help? We, we actually didn't. <laughs> we just thought, okay, but I, I had just convinced my husband he didn't want it first. He, he didn't agree at first. So once he agreed, he was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Let's do this because you want it. Let's do it. And then we... Because <laughs> you want Yeah. <laughs> And then after that, he was like, okay, who's going to build? And then we went around the corner and get another guy to build for us. We had no plans whatsoever. No. So, yes. That's why we have now, we are demolishing now. We are rebuilding with the plans in place. <sighs> yes. Oh. So they built, like, you know, almost at the location, the municipality, they don't take these houses serious. They just yeah yeah they check and they 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 focus on the suburbs most of the times. So at the location, just do as we please. So that's what we did. So we built the six rooms. Ease. We built the six rooms. Actually, I'm I'm not even shook because I think that a lot of people do that. The only reason why I mean Andre is the one that does the bedrooms at home, right? And she's like a stickler for laws and things. (laughs) <laughs> like I really applaud her. She goes around, she does everything, she gets the plans, she does everything by the book, Shane. Like, yeah. was really cool like that. But yeah, she, I think she's one of the few people that I know in the location that's like that. <laughs> yeah, she is, hey. Because like for for us, like it's we just decided that you know what, let's do everything according to plan. So mm. that you can be build nice flats and then yeah. with the municipality we don't have to worry run around electricity trips and a lot of problems that are there you can't even report to the municipality because your your rooms are not on plan exactly yeah ah, but, wow so so then you guys built these rooms. You had 10 rooms, which was amazing. You had this extra stream of income. And I'm guessing you had no uh, bond on the property, right? No. 
Ooh, how nice. So just straight and pure profit. What was yeah. that process like to find tenants? It was very easy. You know, at the location, when they see you, they when people pass and then they notice that you are building rooms, they come and ask, okay, mm-hmm. are you guys building rooms? When are they going to be ready? Can you please let us know when they're done? So like we already had tenants before we can even finish building. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, I know, actually, this is a huge thing. Even now, when I was just home this time around, people were knocking at the door and being like, we heard there are rooms here. Is this space available? And of course, as soon as there's a room, it's almost like mysterious. It's like it just fills up instantly, especially in Whitbank. Whitbank is a very, very interesting place because... Uh, you probably know this, but the stats show that I think Krugerstorp and Woodbank are the fastest growing towns in South Africa. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So I, I was always interested in Woodbank because of that. And then just out of annoyance, I was like, whatever. I think I'm just choosing Cape Town. <laughs> but like also not out of annoyance. I just... I just genuinely love Cape Town, right? So this gave me, this move just gives me an excuse to be there more, but I'm in Whitbank all the time. So that's also an interesting thing. So then Kali, you guys moved to the suburbs. How do you then decide, what makes you decide, we're going to do this real estate thing. We're going to start building, uh, start doing more in real estate. Um, I, I started following a lot of people dealing in real estate on Facebook. So, oh, wow. like, yeah, at first it was Nicolette Mashile, and she was doing this stock fail, property stock fail thingy. And I didn't mm-hmm. have even the 2.5 for that. I wanted to join, but I didn't have the 2.5. We got yeah. that because we, we, we just moved into the suburbs. I had bought an expensive car. So everything was uh, bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah totally so, yeah and then uh, along the way when I studied there was witness and then mm-hmm. I went to read the books that they were recommending so I started being like okay I think we need to do this thing I love money and I know this thing is going to give us money so <laughs> <laughs> and I went to be rich <laughs> And my husband who does not love money, sis. Like money is the thing that gives life, right? Life, yeah. And my husband was like, no, you are rushing this thing. I was like, no, wait, you will see. I'll come up with a plan. And then uh, at the mine, you know, most when you work for the mine, you you qualify for accommodation at the mine when you are at a certain level. Yes. So I qualified for a house at the suburbs here in Rainer Ridge as well yes. so those houses like the managers the artisans the miners they like yeah. yeah everyone that's at the certain level they stay in that houses so when you get when you decide to take the house they take your housing allowance it was 8000 rand at that time okay yeah, yeah so i decided now i will take this house and rent it out okay so, yeah, I went to the offices and then asked for the house. They gave me the keys, go to this and this and this house, go and check and then choose whichever house that you want. Mm. And then I, the following day, I 
get them the key and said, okay, this is the house that I chose. And then they fixed the house and then said, ah, now you can move in. I was like, wow. By that time, I had already looked for a tenant for that house. So it's a three-bedroom house. It has an outside room. So I had a tenant for the outside room. Yes. So, yeah, inside the house, I was like, okay, my brothers are here and they're working here. So let them rent the bedrooms. So they ah. stayed in the house and then one guy stayed in the outside room. So you see, oh, that's house. very smart. And how many brothers do you have and that were renting the bedrooms? Three. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And so were you renting it out to them at market value? No, I was renting it out to them like 2.5 per bedroom. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it was not bad because it was 2.5 per bedroom and the guy on the outside room, he was paying, I think it was 1.5. So the, the house was giving me roughly 9,000 rand. And then I increased the rent a little bit uh, on the guy from outside because at, at the end, it was giving me 10,000 rand. So I was like, nah, it's better. Yeah. So I, and then there's an option of a rent to buy. They came up, the company came up with an option of rent to buy because the company wanted to do away with the property. So yes. they started selling the properties, but yes. via rent to buy. Yes. So yeah, I took the rent to buy option. And then that's where you can be able to, uh, renovate the house because now it's like you are buying the house but you have yeah. to finish paying for the house in five years so uh, the- that is yeah. not bad I mean usually people pay for a house over 20 to 30 years so when you say you have to finish paying for a house in five years school us tell us what you did <laughs> <laughs> okay Okay, now I was going to get my housing allowance. It's like I'm buying the house now. Ne? So yes. I'm not leaving there. I'm no longer living there for free. So yes. the company will take half of the 8,000 rand because they will take 4.7, 4,700. Yes. And then they give you an option to go and invest some money um, at Imas. That was their process. So you wow. have to in like maybe 7,000 rand or 4,000 or how much at must so that when the five-year term ends, you have money to finish paying off the house. That is incredible. So actually, when you say the the company gives you a housing allowance, half of that, that means that that is the company's money. They put in half of that of their own money. So instead of paying 8,000, you're now paying um, 4,000 out of pocket. So what you were making on that property was about five to six thousand rand a month after deductions of what you were paying on it. And then I took the rest and then save it, save it at Imas so that I can pay it off in five years. Whoa. So that is- when- <laughs> yeah, and then when time goes by and then I took a VSP from Anglo. And then now I had a voluntary package, you know, when you voluntary service package, you uh, sorry, everyone on this podcast knows I know nothing about having a job, (laughs) like jobs speak. So like, 
you're talking to someone who has always just had to work for themselves, basically. So, and I've shared how I'm so envious of people that like have paychecks and can go to banks and use their paychecks to get things done. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then so I took the VSP and then I had to pay off the house. Yeah. Uh-huh. It left with, I wanted to, uh, I applied for a job in South 32. Now I wanted to move to South 32. Mm. So to move, I have to, I had to pay off the house. But they also came up with an option of okay, you can finance the money that is left through bank. Through mm. the bank. So, but I wanted to pay off the house since I had the money. I had the plan of paying off the house, renovated into sublet, built yeah. rooms so that they can yeah multilet so that I can rent out like the rooms I already had had the plan and then I bumped into witness Mdaka's post about ownership versus control I think yeah control versus ownership where you divide the money that you have into a certain amount of properties instead of you buying taking that whole money and buy one property yes this is it so we decided to finance the 500,000 rand that is left by a bank. And then the money that we had, we bought like two empty stands and then we bought one house and we subdivided the the stand that we're living, the house that we're living, it's got two stands. So we did a subdivision and then we have an empty stand at the bank. So the house that you live in is not the original house that you bought at the location to move into? It, it is. Oh, it is. It just has an, a, an extra stand. Yeah, it, have an, it has an extra stand. Okay. So, wow. You guys all in one go from a social media post. I love it. Right. And guys, we've had Witness and Daga on here. I believe Witness is um, episode 37 right um if i'm not mistaken so please just look from episode 35 to episode 40 you will find it yeah no i'm saying i will look at it yeah definitely we've had level grass on so level is more i think episode 80s in the 80s or something i think i watched level grass yes so We've had level grass on here as well. So we've um, we've had quite a few incredible uh, property investors. So guys, definitely listen to the episodes on this podcast. But Dolly, I want to go back. So now you had three property, uh, you had three new properties. You had house and you had land. Can you tell us like, so how did you walk us through what you mean by like, um, how did you do that with the banks? Because people are listening to this and saying, oh, I only have this much and this is all I can do with this money. How did you then expand the money that you have? Okay, we applied for, uh, for, 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 for funding for that house, for the bond for that house. Ne? And then the yeah. bank approved, approved us 100%. Okay, that was a it was a given because the money is it, 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 it's so low uh, comparing to the market value of the house. Yes. So the, yeah, the bank was too quick to fund us, 
And then afterwards, we just took out a deposit of 237. Yeah. And then we took like 100,000. We went to, um, we, up, we, we applied for, uh, for a stand. It, it's in a complex somewhere around in Ben Flair. So yes. it, that one, we said, no, we are going to build our mansion here. We're going to live here. And then the <laughs> other house, we are just going to leave it for tenant. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys because if you know it, then Ben plays the place where everybody's building their mansions. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand the obsession with Ben Play. I genuinely don't understand the obsession with Ben Play. Like, it's like people just decided in the middle of nowhere, ah, we're going to make this thing, uh, this place a suburb, just a bird and thing. And yeah, <laughs> so, okay, we applied. Uh, through the bank as well, the bank approved us 100%, but we decided that, no, we are going to uh, take out a deposit of 100000 Yes. So, yeah, for the stand. And then we just kept it there. And then we saw another stand like that has a potential for building flats. Mm. That's the main road. And then they're developing the place into, they're building, one guy is building a hotel there. He's building mm. a hotel and he's gonna make a dam like a lagoon. So wow. he is close by. Then we are going to build flats. They like two bedroom and one bedroom flats. They. And How many of those are you build, are you thinking of building there? Twenty. Twenty. And how much was the land? It was six fifty. <laughs> wow, not bad at all. Bed and it's like 1,600 square meters. So wow, that's yeah. a lot of land. And yeah, good bank people love things. They are likers of things. So when you say like there's a lagoon, they are like good shot. People are going to want to rent. Yeah, the guy is still developing. He's building a hotel, and then the lagoon. He has already started pushing. You, you see where there's umshang almost. I don't know what we call it in English. So yes. he's taking out the whole of that field. So wow. he's gonna um, yeah, and then push the water. I, he explained the process. So, but he, it's it, it, it's a it's a process. It's a long process, but it's gonna yeah. be the. Uh, so when do you guys plan to start building? Because this, are you guys, at the smart move I assume would be to wait until he's finished building his hotel. Or is now finished building the hotel. He just finished. He's not finished. Finished. He just finished. He's our partner actually. Because like, oh. he, yeah, he just finished the hotel now. So. For us, we are rezoning. We are in the process of rezoning that area so that yeah. we can start yeah, doing the plans and building. Once they, we are done with the rezoning, we'll start with the plans and then we start building. So was this guy your partner before or did he become your partner when you found out about what he was doing with the hotel? Did you guys he approach actually, him? He actually is my husband's friend. Ah, okay. Yeah, we found him when we buy the land in the at Brentflay. Then when we were there, we saw like we were walking, and then we saw him sitting in another house there. And then he, my my husband was like, "How? Oh, this is is this where you live?" And then he said, "Yeah." So they started talking. Ah. Yeah. 
yeah, they started talking. And I was like, no, I've been staying here since so and so. I built this house cash. It's my house. I owe no one. Now I'm building a hotel somewhere. There was one building at the time. Now there's two buildings. So, yeah, they, we started talking and he was like, you know what? Like we, 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 we I, I raised you. He literally raised him because he's older than my husband. Yes. So he was like, no, you know what? I will carry you. I will teach you how it's done. I will help you wherever I can. So let's work. Oh. Yeah, we are like, now we are like, we are working. He's, he's like, no, don't come to me and say, hey, can you please help me here? No, just come to me and say, I want us to work. I want us to do one, two, three. And then like, I, I'll be on board as long as I see that there's profit and the business is lucrative. And then, yeah. This is amazing. This is incredible. We would love to have on the podcast as well. This is amazing. You know? Wow. Yeah. What an incredible thing. But again, I am so, what you're proving to us is just the importance of talking about your goals with people. I know people are always like, you shouldn't tell people your business. You shouldn't tell people your goals. But through, you know how like the land in um, Cape Town happened, it was a podcast guest here. I was in the Cape and she was like, let's have breakfast. And then she was like, girl, you know, I'm doing, I do township properties in Cape Town. Come on board. Let's do this together. We're breakfast. And, you know, just randomly talking. I'm like, okay, sure. Let's keep in touch. Um, I'll call you like let me go home think about it contact you in a few days in a few days she's literally like van are you in out i was like count me in let's do this let's go see stuff before you know it we're here now like i'm signing papers i'm paying i'm doing things just like this is moving forward hey this is a thing yeah, it helps talking to people because like we were just going to keep quiet and be like, oh, we're just buying a stand here. And then, yeah, it ends there. And then like when as soon as they started talking, you're like, no, you see now you have grown. You have grown up. Then I can mentor you. Mm, mm. So for me, I think that's what's so incredibly powerful, right? So the power of talking and just, I think we don't often talk to people that we're chilled with and we have friends. So this person, this guest that I'm talking about is a friend of a friend. So it's, I didn't actually meet her through the podcast. I met her at dinner at a friend's place. So we were just talking and that's how I found out at a, at a restaurant actually where like we were all out to dinner and we ended up just having this really cool um, conversation, you know, and from there, we started to know each other, started chatting. And one thing has led to another. And she's actually the one that is, she introduced me to all her contacts in the Cape. She's been so open. The builders, everybody that I need to know. She tells, she's been walking me through the entire process. So now she's like, now that we've signed the documents, we're going to do the rezoning. She, um, I have the plans, everything. It's just incredible. So just Talking to people opens up your world, you know, and really being open and saying, this is what I desire. So thank you for sharing that. So what about the other two? So you've got the other property, the house. What did you guys do with the house that you bought? Okay, we renovated the house. We extended like the the bedrooms and then add another bedrooms like 
now it yeah. has like seven bedrooms. We extended it into like flatlets. Yeah. Uh, kitchenette, and then you'll have your bedroom, and then you have your bathroom. So <gasps> in the house, there's seven of those, are like in one house. But every uh, each tenant has their own entrance. Wow, that is incredible. <laughs> and how much do you rent each uh, flatlet for? 3.5. Wow, that is incredible. <laughs> yeah, and then we built like flats, four flats. We made like four flats in the, in the laundry room in that property because the land was too, it's so big. It's a 1.2 something, 1.23 square meters. So, so wait, let me get this right. You turn the house into a seven bedroom flatlet place then in the yard you added an extra four flats with a laundry room yes (laughs) (laughs) so the the four flats are they uh, studios are they one bedrooms (laughs) one bedroom they're very nice nice they're very nice one bedroom flat (laughs) you're gonna give me a tour when i come back home in november I'm getting a full tour when I'm in South Africa. Yeah, I can't. I'll give you a tour. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's of like when you enter, you have your kitchen, and then you have the bedroom, you have your lounge, and then the bathroom. Mm. So it's a one-bedroom flat, yeah. And mm. then you have for three point eight each. So. Wow! And then the laundry room is—did you guys turn it into a proper laundry room with coins and things? No, we are still struggling to figure out how we're going to we, we are going to do it. We just put in the machine so that when they want to do their washing, they do their washing day. I mean, it's also a great idea, right? Because it increases the value of the properties. So it's yeah. also an incredible idea because that then people can go do laundry there. They don't have to struggle. So people may want to actually live there because of that option as well. So we've heard people on the show come and share how like they put in Wi-Fi in the entire place, all that. But what you're telling us is also another option, which is really great, but it would be lovely to figure out how to make that an extra stream of income for pay, like, you know, but for now it's great. Yeah, I for now, and we we installed Wi-Fi as well. There's Wi-Fi. They they have free Wi-Fi in the DSTV. You see, most like they have free DSTV installation. They pay their own decoders. They pay for their own decoders. Yeah, and then the laundry. So excellent. So then, what did you do with the land um, next to you? We just built a boundary wall. <laughs> They just finished building the boundary wall. And then now we are going to build another house, but the house will be like, uh, we want to make it like two bedroomish, two bedroom each. Yes. So we are gonna have like five, two bedroom. Five each. two bedroom houses? Yes. Wow, and how, how much do you plan to rent the two bedroom houses out for? Uh, 6.5. Wow. 
Wow. So, so I, I love all of this. I love the sounds of it. This is incredible. So before we move on to the next segment of the show, though, I wanted to ask who is in your networks? Um, you've uh, told us about your father-in-law. You've told us about your um about your husband's friend, who else do you have in your networks that you work with? Um, I know you're looking for a plumber, but <laughs> do you guys have electricians? Who do you rely on as you're doing all this? Because you've got the house that you bought, um, you've got the location properties, then you've got the house that you've just told us about, you're in yeah. the process building the two bedroom units you're in the process of developing another property so who's working with you to help you to either mentor you apart from your husband's friend but also who do you call on like do you guys have accountants etc who do you consider part of your tribe we do have an accountant which is my husband's friend as well because um, when <laughs> We noticed that now, now we, uh, it's like now we are going big. So yeah. we decided, okay, let's have him help us open, register a company. Yes. And then he will manage the company for us, the SARS, the mm. everything. Yeah. So he's an accountant. So he's helping us managing the company. So yeah. we do have the, our Anna, what do we call them? The real estate agent. Yes. Yeah. Whenever I see maybe a property on property 24 or private property. So mm. let's say I see the property for like the stand that we bought. We saw the stand for like 650,000. And then we called her. We're like, okay, Ceci, we saw a stand and this is how much this, this how this is how much the stand is. So can you be able to find out who the owners are and can you be able to sell us the stand? So she yeah. will go and get the and find the owners and then come back to us and like okay I, I i found the owners and then this is how much they want so since we gave you the deal so you're gonna go down a little bit so mm. we negotiate the price from her so yeah. we will yeah and then we ended up buying it 640 because she wanted commission as well yes yeah oh. so we yeah we have here we like we have our own builders now Mm. And uh, at first, were you guys buying in your own name um, before you registered a company? Have you sold the properties to the business or did you just decide to keep some of them under your name and just continue? They are all under our names. So, okay. we, uh, yeah, we don't want to register them into the company. It's just that we, we have to pay for transfers, transfer fees and stuff. So that process is... yeah it's on hold for now yeah so but like we have our own builders and then i went and wrote the test the nhbrc test so that we can be like yeah accredited builders so you you're taking everything to the max (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm so impressed i love it though like i love that you went and wrote the test and like you're becoming an accredited builder. How incredible is that? But, and also I just realized that you're an electrician. So like half the battle is lost. 
the battle is won. So half the battle is won because you know how to work with plumbers and you can do the electricity part. Yeah. So yeah, natural thing. Yeah, and my husband is an electrician as well. So like we don't suffer that much on that department. So yeah. Wow, this is incredible. Yeah. Wow. Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm super excited listening to Coley's story. I'm deeply inspired. Um, I love the journey. Um, so let's move on to the next segment of the show. On to the next segment of our show magical feedback from our hosts where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode hey guys welcome to magical feedback this is the part of the show where we give you our three takeaways from our guests okay so today i'm going solo obviously Um, it's just me giving takeaways. So without further ado, let's get started. My first takeaway from uh, Goli was um, just the importance of um, following people, like having people that you follow on social media. That's just not only about like it's jokes, it's fun, but also aligns with your interests and your goals and the things that you like so i'm always really uh blown away because i know i use social media in that way right like i love to follow people that give me value or i'm always although to be perfectly frank i'm always in the money magic student group right where i'm always talking about money so i'm often there but the importance of um how you utilize social media right so sometimes we have goals and we don't actually um follow we can use social media to re to help us reach our goals by finding people that are already doing the things that we want to do following them and just observing what they're talking about and then implementing so uh, Koli kept mentioning Witness and Daga and Levergrass and how she's been following them and how she just started implementing what they were talking about and how she got Witness's book and then she started reading that and she started just implementing. So really just an effective use of social media. Uh, I mean, I also share pictures on social media of bad food that's my favorite thing of funny videos all that but it is also an effective tool for our growth so and a lot of that information is widely available and people are sharing their insights and aha moments and you can so utilize this tool to help you grow so really really uh, recommend doing that checking out some of our guests that have been on the show following them or just listening to the podcast and implementing some of the things that they talk about, right? And the second um, aha and takeaway for me definitely is just, which we've mentioned before, but I keep coming back to this because we're brought up in a culture where like a lot of times we're told never to talk about our goals always keep it inside people are so negative people will sabotage you people won't be able to support you all that but 
I know from constant experience in my life that like just talking about my goals is what has gotten people behind me, is what has gotten people excited. So the importance of just sharing where you're at with people in your life, people that you trust, because you never know which of those people are going to be the people that can partner with you or can be your next mentor. So highly, highly recommend that. Like I'm, I'm a huge believer. I mean, this is why I work with a lot of coaches, right? But I'm a huge believer in talking through my goals, in sharing my goals. Like I feel like even how I ended up in Mexico right now is because I shared with a friend that I was interested in Mexico and she was like, have you heard of Oaxaca? Let me tell you what to do. And I did that with two friends and one is based in the US. She hopped on a call with me and told me so much about her time in Oaxaca, things that I should check out. My other friend told me where on the beach I should live. Like I was like, she's like, you love ocean towns. Oaxaca is this part of the ocean. This is where you should go. The other one told me about Oaxaca Central. So now I'm in Oaxaca Central and I'm moving to the other part. So a lot of our goals, we don't have to bottle it up, right? And this is huge. I know that a lot of people, this is my takeaway because I know that a lot of people are always freaked out that other people will sabotage them, that other people will um, basically not be happy for them about their goals. So, and I've heard of people, I've heard people say, oh, you shouldn't talk about your goals, etc." I definitely do believe there's a gestation period for goals and for everything in life. And I do believe that not everything should be shared and some things are just sacred, but some things that don't require help. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You don't have to talk about it, but like your goals, you can definitely share that with some people because you never know who's going to help you. So this just reinforced my true belief in that. So that was my second takeaway. And then my third takeaway is, again, just why we started this podcast, right? Which is real estate. We already instinctively know how to do real estate in the township and just like i just love how Polly and husband started this journey right it was like they just started with first they did the township property right they started with where they were they said want to move to another place but we know that they we understand this neighborhood and we know that there's a demand for property and rent here so how can we then take the resources, the current resource that we have, and then turn it into a multilet and something that generates multiple streams of income? So for me, that is a huge takeaway, is starting with what you have and starting where you are. So whatever, whatever resource you have in terms of property start with that we've had people come on this show and talk about how they don't have resources to they don't have the funds to invest in property so they sourcing property deals for other people they can't they don't have the ability to do abcd so they utilizing whatever they have right now right so it doesn't just because you feel like you don't have a lot of money doesn't mean that you are 
you can't get into real estate so or uh, just because you just have that one house doesn't mean you can't utilize that house to create an extra stream of income and we spoke about how this was just so normal those extra streams of income are just so normal in the location because people build back rooms so if you have a house you're in the location build your back room right get your zoning go to the municipality get a draftsman get an architect talk to someone and then just build back rooms and start um creating that extra stream of income so yeah and just another reminder that we are sponsored by the property magician stockfell and you guys can go to stockfeller you can download the stockfeller app on um iStore on Google Play and on the Play Store, yeah, <laughs> and also on um, a petal search on Huawei, and you can look for Stockfella and S T Stockfella spelled S T O K F E L L A again S T O K F E L L A and you can uh, search for Property Magician Stockfell. If you are not based on, uh, you're not based in Namibia, South Africa, Lesotho, or Swaziland, you can go to wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell, spelled S-T-O-K-V-E-L, again, S-T-O-K-V-E-L, and that's wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell, and go see how you can join us and be part of the Stockfell, right? We are definitely on a mission to create generational wealth by investing as a collective in um, income-generating assets, property, in um, worth 250 million rand or 17 million dollars by the end of 2025. This is how we build generational wealth to have assets that we own, but to also have those assets create passive income for us so that the next generation has a different start to all of us. So if that's resonating with you, definitely check out the stock file. Now, without further ado, let's move on to the next segment of the show. Now on to the journey to magical expansion where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. So guys, welcome to the last segment of the show. This is Journey to Magical Expansion. We ask all our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. So Polly, you you spoke a lot about books that you would follow, Lev Grass, you'd follow Witness of Daga and whatever books they recommended you read. So what tell us about the books that uh, changed your life the book that changed your life for real um, estate for i started <laughs> i started re- reading like the robert kiyosaki book rich dead poor dead mm. and then i was like okay i don't understand it but at least it's giving me an idea of mm. making money and then i started attending their classes a little bit and then like get the glimpse of okay what is it that they're talking about when they say uh you use people's money to make money in property mm-hmm. and stuff and then okay and then i had this one by the the, the richest man in babylon i yeah. loved that one a lot yeah 
Uh, actually, I keep telling people that book has a very soft spot in my heart because when I was $60,000 in debt, I always just see myself in Quincy in Massachusetts in the US. Like it's snowing. I'm on my bed in my apartment and I'm reading that book and trying to figure out how to get out of debt. So that was one of the first books I read on personal finance. Um, really not for school or anything. And I'd read a lot of personal finance, but was a lot of personal finance books by then. But it was the first book that I read that spoke to me and made me believe that I could get out of debt. After reading so many personal finance books and not being able to figure out how the heck I was going to get out of debt. It's such a tiny, but I think it's an inspirational book because it talked to my situation of someone that was just heavily in debt. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, like I, I love even the language that they are using there. Like I would sleep and I was like, okay, control thy desire. okay so anyone that knows me knows that i failed miserably in that department however i try my best i yeah and now i tell people don't even bother like that's the hardest part but a lot of the other principles are really really powerful yeah and the book that really made me uh, venture into this real estate property, real estate business fully. It's Witness Mdaka's book. I bought the book and then I read it within three days. I was finished reading it and I understood everything was saying there. Mm. So it was an easy book for me to read and understand and implement some of the strategies that he talks about there inside the book. So yeah. I was like, okay, uh, that's where. The, the, the land in the village came about. It was like, okay, I can also mm. buy land. People are developing lands in the rural areas. Let me buy land and wait. Maybe uh, I will um, I will do farming or I will oh, develop land. in the rural areas is a thing, hey. It really is a thing. Um, which reminds me, I think I may be the only person in my family that does not have land in, my, in the rural area. Like, I mean, honestly, when I say that, I'm like really... Yeah, and it's extremely affordable, but it's something that I've been really, really reflecting on. And it's really great because my mentee, Jane from Jane's Chili, also has land because we spoke a lot about that. Because land in the rural areas, I think even when I've been in Mexico, it's something that I've been talking about because people want to know what's the village like, what's the um, what's the city like in South Africa, and just talking about just, I feel like I've been sharing like how I feel like villages are so underrated, like in the rural areas. Also, as we become more health conscious and become more conscious of like rest and relaxation, I think that rural areas are going to play a really, really big role in the future because the way that cities are set up, I don't know if we can actually maintain this for the next, like after the next, for another decade. This is so stressful. Like, yeah, it's gonna be really honestly that kind of life. I think that as we become more health conscious and we start thinking about lifestyle versus just making money, a lot of us can make some really interesting decisions in future. 
So, yeah, I mean, I'm already, you're already seeing it. Like, I think things are a little slower uh, in South Africa in terms of the decisions being made, but you're yeah. seeing it globally where people are choosing to, le- to leave city life or the rural life to go back to farming, to natural farming. living. Yes. It's a thing that's going to start happening in South Africa as well. And I think a lot of people are starting to think like that. I mean, I've always been like a village girl at heart, so I'm always in the village anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So what keeps you inspired, Tony? My children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I have this thing of not wanting to see my children ending up here in Whitbank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but as someone who grew up in Red Bank, let me just I understand at the like very very deeply. It's a very very it's a very interesting place, but yeah. And I think if you grew up very red Red Bank, hey, is I say most people that grew up in Red Bank. They just don't leave. Like, it's very rare to leave with that. There's something about it. They don't. You know, when I told my husband to leave, like, Linville, he was like, no, honey. He was like, never. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he, and now he, he he's been saying, like, I never imagined myself living in the suburbs. Yes. Yeah. It's a thing in West Bank, hey? Like, yes. I mean... Uh, funny enough, maybe I also kind of like fall into that when I get back home because I'm like, you, I'm not suburbs. No, like, no, guys, no, you'll find me a little in and Bank. And I'm not like that anywhere else in the world, right? Like, I'm like, I've lived all over the world, everywhere. But I think it's just something about being there and the mindset I mean, like, obviously, I don't have to change my mindset because I'm not full-time. But definitely, I feel like if I lived there full-time, I would need help, proper, proper help to leave. Like, get your husband, because I'm the same when I'm there. And I can't explain it. He can't even explain it when he wants to go and look sheen. It's like, yo... Yeah. Oh, uh, it's like people will live in the suburbs and then they will go Elokshini for everything to get their nails done, to Wake get hair in the Even bread, <laughs> even bread, <laughs> even bread. They wake up in the morning and go to Elokshini just for bread. They pass yes. all the and then go to Elokshini to buy bread. Meat, they have to go to meat. I'm like, hi, right, guys. Can you imagine the petrol? Can you just... But it is a thing. So I love because I so resonate and I so understand. There's just something about Woodbank and Elokshine. So I get it. Like, yes, uh, I, ended up, <laughs> I ended up understanding him as well. Like, when he was like, I want to go to Elokshine. I was like, okay, you can go. <laughs> And when I go with him, whatever is happening there, you can see that people are in another element, like they're in another world. So you have to be, hi, they enjoying themselves. 
that's the thing. Like, I can't explain, like I said, even I can't explain it, why I become that person. But there's something, I hear my, when I look at it and analyze it, is that there are few places where community is truly community, right? And in Whitbank, it really is a community, right? So arrive you instantly greeting people like <laughs> I remember just a few like even just a few days before I came to Mexico like I was I just parked my car I was just sitting in the car answering a call someone passes by they reverse they stop they hoot and they're like hey it's you next thing you know I'm calling my cousin from outside the house hey I just arrived but do you know so and so is out here was as is Okuluma, you know, and it's we're just like it's just a vibe, and you're standing outside and you're talking. It's that kind of place, and it's community like that, you know. And it's not, and I think that's what draws people. So, and also as we're talking about this, I want to say now I understand why people, why they'll always, why I feel like it's the perfect place to have rooms and to have properties is there because people genuinely want to be there, myself included, right? Very, very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and support each other. They can travel. Like, even if you're getting married in Bosbach Ridge, they will all be there. For real, hey? Like, people... Literally, and people will bring things. It's that kind of community where people will be like, Do you need pots? Do you need this? It's like people will fill in and on the streets when you know that so and so doesn't have parents or whatever, people will just drop by and say, Oh, I thought of you. Here's food, here's clothes, here's this. That's, and I think that is so powerful. And that's what keeps people there. So actually, yeah. I out my thing about the location <laughs> in Whitbank because Nami, I'm like, you, why is it so hard not why is it so hard not to be in the location when I'm in Whitbank and this is it because of that. Yeah. So yeah. for me, my kids, my kids are my inspiration. I don't want to see them going to the mines, begging for jobs at the mines. I want them to start their own things. And for them to have those things, it has to be me that works hard for them. And that is generational wealth that we're talking about. So, wow, this is incredible. So, Colleen, uh, what is it that you wish you had known when uh, before you started uh, real estate investing? Yeah, a lot, hey? I wish... <laughs> I had known, like, I wish I had learned financial, I, I wish I had financial education before. Mm. Because, if, yeah, I don't know, maybe if I did, I wouldn't have made a lot of the mistakes that I made financially. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Because if I, maybe if I had, like, a clue of, like, financial education, I was like, mm. maybe I was going to, think in another way and do things in another way Mm. so because you see like when when I qualified as an electrician and then they appoint me and I'm like wow now I'm earning this lot of money I'm going to buy myself a very nice car I went and bought myself a Range Rover 
And I'm wow. like, <laughs> before I knew it, I was in debt. I was like, yeah. Like, you know, a I car in South Africa, the monthly cost of a car can exceed a mortgage. Yeah, so, it was something. So, but nobody teaches us, right? So yeah. now we now we know, right? This is why we have this podcast. And yeah. what what do you still think you need to learn as you're doing? Because you're actually uh, in development. That's your property strategy, right? What do you still need to learn in real estate or even in development? In development, there's still a lot that we need to learn because uh, we are just at the beginning. Mm. At the beginning stage, yeah. So we bought property, we just don't know. Like So now we are putting together a team that yes. that's going to help us uh, with the development, uh, like the municipality, the 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 the, the rezoning, the mm-hmm. designers, the architects, the landscaping guys. Like so, there's a lot that involves developing. So mm-hmm. we are just having meetings after meetings about developing. So in wow. real estate, I think I've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I think we learn through doing, we learn through talking with other people, as you've shared. It's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. And like I need to, like I, I think I need to learn how to manage the people that work for us. Because now I don't know, like, okay. How much am I going to pay them? And uh, how, how? What are the rates? And mm. how does it go? Like, is it weekly? Is it monthly? Is it mm. so? Yeah, those smaller yana things. But sure, incredible. I love it. Like, I agree with that. So, what do you? Um, what resources do you recommend? Uh, what resources do you keep going back to? I mean, you can definitely mention that you use social media to follow people, but is there a particular podcast or YouTube uh, channel or something that you recommend that people can listen to that you could recommend? I, I, like for South Africans, I fully recommend Witness Mdaka. <laughs> in real estate yeah because he puts it clear and simple yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's you can like people if you they can follow people like witness mdaka label grass and you of course (laughs) (laughs) i started following you and like but i followed you because you were talking about like the the emotional stress, or like uh, you were healing the wounds of financial trauma, and at yes. that moment, I started. I, I felt like I, I had financial trauma. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it as well. Yeah, I even got into yoga. I went ah. and looked for yoga class. <laughs> Where in with that bathroom, like Planet Fitness. <laughs> I was going to say, don't say Planet Fitness. There's a woman there that does have the yoga. Yeah. Planet she, Fitness. You know, that woman's yoga killed me. Hey, I would come back from class and I'd be like, 
Yo, my family would be like talking. I'd be like, guys, later. Like, I cannot. Like, you don't know what's happening there. But it's actually very decent yoga. So I'm so glad you got into yoga. Yeah, yeah, because like I needed to do some breathing exercises to relax. I needed to learn how to relax because mm-hmm. when I think of something, I don't relax. Mm-hmm. When I see an opportunity, I don't relax. Like, like now I saw this and then I want it. I want to do it. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want to do it. So, yeah, I so think a lot of people don't know how to regulate their nervous systems, but also I think it comes from impatience and our trauma around money that we want this. We think that every we not we haven't learned how to trust that opportunities are a lot, right? And yeah. to work with opportunities that resonate with us. So that's also when we make a lot of mistakes because then we're like, oh my God, I want, someone mentions this, I want it. Someone mentions this, I want it. We're operating from a a point of high urgency and trauma around money. And so we end up getting into things that don't even um, resonate with us. So we don't have like a clear strategy. Yeah, I think that's where I'm lacking. Eh? That's, that's why I wanted to follow you to Mexico. And I was like, oh. <laughs> come, sis. Like, honestly, Mexico is going to be incredible. <laughs> um, but, Alcoli, what was your intention with coming on the show? And you can say anything if you want to get partners, you want to partner with people, you want to expand your network. Say it and then tell us how people can get hold of you. I think my intention of uh, uh, agreeing to do the, the show ne, was to gain self-confidence. I suffer a lot in that department. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I can't even talk. Like I, 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 I would even have attacks. So yeah. even on Facebook, like when I'm on Facebook, I will see something, I will just react and say yeah. something with like yeah in my heart and like no but i will just <laughs> react i won't say what i won't say what i'm thinking i will just say it to my heart so yeah. i'm like yeah i'm like okay maybe it's going to help me build my self confidence it will help me uh learn how to talk maybe to speak in public and then build the network as well so yeah, yeah that's why i even joined the stock fair i was like okay let me join the stock fair. Like if I have people to talk to about things, except for my husband, because for now it's my husband. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If I have people outside that I talk to sometimes and then like ask questions and then come back home, sometimes like, okay, I come back relaxed because, oh, okay. I saw Vangile said one, two, three. And then I think Mm. she was right because this is what I'm struggling with. So let's start over. Yeah. So it's helping me a lot. I think it's helping me a lot. And then building networks. I would love to build networks because here yeah. in Whitbank, that's why I'm surprised if you say you are from Whitbank. Like here in Whitbank, a lot of people are not even interested in property. Yep. It's the nice life. It's awesome for the things that we mentioned, but also not awesome for the same things that we mentioned, right? Because everyone does want to lose that community. So you all stay in the same place. It's hard to expand and to grow for fear of losing love. So yeah. I mean, everything has got a good side and a bad side, and right? A good side, yeah. So yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So I, like, wow. Before I started, I tried recruiting a lot of my friends, a lot of my colleagues, <laughs> and they were just not having it. No, people are like, no, tell us about it. I think it's Times Square, right? Yeah. Uh, until so, yeah. I decided oh, I'm going to do it alone. Like, no shade. I mean, I'm also really like in support of all that as well. But we really do have to have community where we do grow as well. So... Let us, uh, tell us how we can get hold of you, um, how people can get hold of you, Polly. Uh, people can get hold of me at my, like, uh, our business contact numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 079-036-0799. Mm-hmm. Okay, please and repeat again. 079-036. 0799. Oh, thank you so much, Polly. It's been a pleasure. Like I, I'm sure everyone can listening to this can hear that like I've had so much fun and that you've been so comfortable and so chill. Guys, she was so nervous. I was like, don't worry, like people really loosen up. And I'm a talker, right? Like as you can hear. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm a talker. I love getting the little, little details of people. <laughs> On Facebook, I'm Polly Rikoto Mashaba. Ah, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And guys, you've heard Polly talk about the stock file. She's referring to the Property Magician stock file. That's where we met, actually. I saw her comment. Then um, one of our podcast guests, which we, whom we've also had on this podcast, Wads and I, is doing a PhD on the property magician stock file. She's doing the thesis on the stock file and the growth of the stock file. Yes, guys, we're a PhD thesis. So this is like a legit thing, right? So if you want to join the stock file, uh, go to, uh, please download the Stockfella app. If you're in the Sutu, Namibia, South Africa, and Swaziland, you can go on Google Play, iStore, and on Petal Search if you with Huawei like myself, and then you can download the Stockfella app. Stockfella is uh, spelled S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A, and look for Property Magicians uh, Stockfella how and enjoying right however if you're not based in any of those countries right then please um go to wealthy-money.com for a slash stock file stock file is spelled s-t-o-k-v-e-l again s-t-o-k-v-e-l so wealthy-money.com forward slash stock file and join us um on there uh it will tell you how you can join if you are not in um any of these four countries actually 50 percent of our members um of the payments that we get are not from south africa so we've got members based in thailand in botswana in the usa in different parts of the world uh who are not south african have not even stepped foot in south africa and they um they are members of the stock file we have a massive a vision to Build, uh, to build a stock file to invest in a 250 million rands or 17 million US dollars worth of uh, income generating assets 
by the end of 2024. So we are on this incredible mission. Do join us. We can't wait to have you part of, be part of the Stockfile, actually by the end of 2025. <laughs> so... Thank you so much, once more, Polly. Thank you so much, Property Magicians. Can't wait to see uh, to have you guys listen to the next podcast next week and obviously to join the Stockfile, join the movement. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Vangile Makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at Miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at Miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.